Hi, everybody. Glad you're joining us for the Sermon Recap Podcast. Is that the name of it still? We called it anything new yet? Nope. The Sermon Recap Podcast. Here we are. Post-show. Uh, the po- the what? Post-show. Post-show. Yeah. All right. This is a show, is it? Okay. Good to get that established first thing. Where's Matt today? Matt's out. Um, anywhere but here. <laughs> Matt, this is an unexcused absence for Matt, isn't it? He just laid yes, out today yep, pretty yep, much. Yep, basically. So yep. anybody listening, pray for Matt. Greg's going to get him when he gets back. He's uh, in trouble. Yep, so... There that is. So let's talk about him today. You want to talk about Matt? Any problems we have with Matt? Today's the day to Any talk Any problems about that you have with Matt? <laughs> Please send us your... Oh, no, do not do that. No. That's a not. joke, guys. Don't no. send us anything. Let's <laughs> start over. <laughs> well, it's good to be here. Had a good day yep. yesterday. Really good weekend. Saw several say yes to Christ. How many over the weekend? Uh, I remember? believe it was eight. 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 Wow. Yeah, eight said yes. Fifteen the week before. Mm-hmm. Eight this weekend. Yep. That's... Wow, the hands have been going up. Really it's have really cool to see. God's been doing some good things. Yeah, it's been uh, been exciting to see. Uh, obviously, you know, for us, um, I don't know that it gets any more exciting than you know it people doesn't. making that decision it to doesn't. to say yes. But as you said yesterday, uh, following after Christ is not about one yes. Um, it is a lifetime of yeses. And so, uh, man, I thought you did such an excellent job in bringing very bringing good that job out. of turning this thing right back to where it needs to go. <laughs> I, my job is to steer things off course, and you bring it right. I'm about back to say that is ninety percent of my job is to bring it, <laughs> bring it back to where it, where we, we most, had set out to be. <laughs> most of Greg's job is to steer me back in the right direction. Uh, that is uh, that's the Monday through uh, Saturday role. The Sunday role is just to make sure that you get to the platform in time. <laughs> yep, it helps. Yep, and Greg comes. This week was it's like this week was like did they just sing really fast or something? Because no. this week it's like. Having to get up there just caught me off guard. No, they time. didn't sing really fast. We just didn't have as much time in the uh, turnaround time uh, this week. Why would that be? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a long-winded preacher here the last I, few weeks. I don't, uh, you know, take a trip to Europe and come back. And <laughs> that's ruined me. I don't know why. I relaxed in Europe, and now I'm just there. You go, easy going. Yeah, it's a good no, day. We're yeah. talking about following Jesus. It's been uh, fun. It's been. Uh, it, uh, I don't know that you want to use the word fun, but it is fun. No, Certainly yeah. God can be fun. It's yeah. fun to just talk about how simple it is to just follow Christ, and I think that's helped a lot of people. I'm about to say, I think that's one of the things that I have really appreciated about this entire series overall is that um, we have a tendency to make things really complicated, and uh, we can you know, make following Christ very complicated about making sure that we get these particular things, you know, dotting the I's, crossing the T's, making sure everything falls into its perfect place, and and all that's good. I mean, I think there's probably some room for that, but when you boil it down to what it means to follow Christ, uh, bringing out the simplicity of it. Now, that doesn't mean that following those instructions are simple, but what Jesus asks of us to do is is really simple. And so last week it was about listening to His voice, and this week it was about obeying what you what you've what you've heard, obeying what He what He has said to you. And so, man, I just yeah. thought you did such an excellent job bringing that out, and. Uh, once again, making it simple for us to, to follow and to understand. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's pretty simple. I mean, the uh, two points that I got to in the last five minutes of each message, <laughs> I think, felt like it anyway, was, was uh, yeah, do, do the thing you know you ought to do. Right. And, and I know things I ought to do that I need to do. Um, and I said it yesterday, most people know. Yep. Most people know when you do counseling or coaching or mentoring or whatever it is, 
I've just found over the years, 95% of the people really already know what they need to do. They just sometimes need permission. They need affirmation of it. You know, it's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, it's not sure. bad. Sometimes you just need a, a second voice in your life to, you know, tell you you're not crazy, to, you know, tell you you're not off in left field. What are, uh, what are some of the main reasons as to why, if, 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 if for the most part, we know what we're supposed to do next, but we still choose not to, or we, we delay it, or, you know, we delay it for a couple of weeks or six months or two years, um, as in a story that came up later on in the message. Yeah. What are the reasons that we typically choose not to do what we know we should do? A lot of times it's pride. In, mm. in that particular story I told yesterday, it was more pride. Yep. I didn't want to look foolish. I thought if you, if you weren't there, I had to go back and God just made me go back and apologize to somebody. Right. And I just felt like it was such a trivial thing that it felt stupid. And mm. it was about three or four years old at the time that it actually happened. <laughs> right. Or maybe, what, what I, I'm trying to remember what I say. It took me about two years. I guess it's been about four or five years old probably. Yep. And uh, you just feel stupid sometimes. Uh, doing the obedient step isn't always the logical thing. It isn't always the thing that, it certainly doesn't help your pride. Right. But uh, God's not about helping our pride, is He? <laughs> no, uh, more about breaking that down a little bit there. But I think pride is one of the things that gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times we just don't want to do the thing we need to do because it does humble us. Right. Obedience can be very humbling. Sure. Oftentimes it is about, you know, I don't know if it's often, but I'm, maybe maybe just for me, it's a, you know, when I, when I am asked to obey something that God's asking me to do, a lot of times I find that it is going back and trying to fix something that I've done wrong or, or making an apology or trying to make things right. And that certainly is not, it's not fun and uh, it doesn't help build me up. A lot of times it is when, and, and I talked to a lot of people coming and going yesterday yep. after the message and several people told me, yeah, I had to go back and do this. I, I needed to fix this. And it, it's just so hard. Sometimes it's you need to forgive somebody that you've been in a conflict with. Mm -hmm. So many times that step of obedience is taking care of unfinished business that's just been hanging around a long time. Wow. It really is. Yeah. It's just unfinished business in our lives that we need to clean out and get done with. You, know? you also made the comment, and this is not the first time that you, that you have said this, but I, uh, I thought it was, it was certainly a, a, a perfect time to, to say it again that it's a, a lot of times we want God to reveal to us what to do next. And, and a lot of times it's like, hey, you still haven't done the last thing that I asked you to do. And I think we have a tendency to get caught up in, in wanting to do the, very, the, the next thing or the step 10 down the road, and we're still on step one, and we haven't accomplished that yet. And God constantly is bringing that back uh, to our minds and to our memory. He's not going to give you what's next if you haven't done what He's already asked you to do. I remember, I remember when God taught me that. It's been many years ago, and I was in prayer and I was meditating on something and it's like I could just picture a game board, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I bring it out. It's just like you go, and there's some games like that. You go step one, two, three, four, and you're trying to make a journey around the board and you get stuck on step four and, and the, the game says, you're not going to step five until you deal with step four. Yeah. And you, you can go anywhere you want on the board, but you're gonna come back and have to deal with step four. And sometimes there's just things like that. Yeah. God says, hey, if you really want to break through in your life and you really want to embrace the next season, you got to obey me here. Hmm. You know, there was also this the part of it was not just about do what you know you need to do, but for some of us it was stop doing what you know you yeah. need to stop doing yeah. uh, there as well. And I imagine there are people that still today struggle with that that step of obedience right there. Why do you think that part right there is, uh, can become so difficult for us? 
a lot of those things that we do that we know we shouldn't, we, we come to depend on those things for comfort. Mm -hmm. You know, addictions, um, we just depend on those things. They kind of, in a, not really, but we're deceived into thinking that they're getting us through life and right. they're helping us deal with stress, you know. And it could be anything from, uh, you know, a pornography addiction to a drug addiction to a food addiction, you know, to to addiction to the wrong type of relationships. There's all kinds of things. Right. That, and I always tell people God wants us to be free. Um, he wants us to be free to serve Him and to depend on Him and to find our, our source in Him. And uh, those addictions are so hard to deal with. They yeah. really are. They're not easy for anybody. Uh, us at this table included, there's not easy to deal with things that you've been depending on. And uh, God says, lay them down. And sometimes when you do, it's like there's a there's a grief to it. Right. You know what I mean? When you put down a long-held addiction that you know is is a struggle, it's like a in a very warped way, kind of like an old friend that you're mm -hmm. saying goodbye to, and you know you need to. Right. You know, we just get into habits of leaning on the wrong things, yep. and and it's hard to make that. There seems to be a gap sometimes in between being able to let it go and really being able to lean on the Lord and learning to find your strength in Him, you know. And people really struggle with that. So it's, uh, you know, we've got to be really merciful with people who are struggling with addictions. If they're willing to face it and uh, deal with it, then uh, God will meet them there and He'll help them get out of it. So I'm going to ask you to help them out a little bit here. Oftentimes people, at least in my experience, we will come to that place where we know we need to lay it down. We know that I need to stop. And chances are people have tried to stop before and they've fallen back into those old habits, those old addictions. Well, at least some things that you would suggest to people to do. Like, hey, you're, you're recognizing you need to stop, whether it's an addiction or whatever. It's an action you need to stop doing. Maybe you've tried it before and you're, you fell back into it. What would you encourage them to do? I think sometimes you have to go a bit deeper than just the the, the habit because oftentimes that, that's just the presenting symptom of a much deeper problem, mm -hmm. you know. And I think one of the ways that you can really deal with it is get down beneath it all and find out, and I, I say this a lot, What what is the lie you're believing mm. that causes you to keep running back to that? And then you have to find out what that lie is. Yeah. The enemy's told you something or you're believing something that's not true. Right. If you weren't, you wouldn't be running back to that all the time. So maybe the lie for you is, I need this. Uh, maybe I need this thing to help me deal with work or I need it to do this, whatever. Um, you've got to go back and, and face that lie and reject it and embrace God's truth over that situation. That's good. That He is your source and you can find what you're looking for in Him. Right. Because the truth is, those things that we need to stop doing, they don't help us. They, they temporarily medicate pain and they distract us. But man, they, they start piling up pain on the other side. Right. Mm. So one of the things would be to dig a little deeper. Yeah. yeah. One of the other things I would say to people is talk about it with somebody you can trust. Yeah. You know, um, those things we keep in secret wind up biting us, mm -hmm. you know, so obedience requires that we just deal with those things. And uh, we have a, a, the body of Christ to help us walk through it, you yeah. know. And if uh, we're willing to face those things honestly with the brother and sister in Christ and walk on the journey with them, we can come out of anything. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. These were the two action steps that, that came out of 
that came out of the message and everything that uh, that you gave about obedience. And if we if we back up a little bit and kind of go into into some of the the details in which you shared, it seemed to be a, a really strong push for us as as the follower of Christ, as the as the church, to move beyond just the initial yes that we say when we say yes to Christ. That it's not just about uh, saying yes to Him, lifting a hand or anything like that. That's a great that's a great thing, the most important decision that you'll ever make. But it doesn't it doesn't stop there. And it seemed uh, I think I remember you saying at least in one of the services, may have said it in all of them, um, that it's not so much it, it's. It's not just important about what you say, but it's more important about what you do, and that our belief has to ma- has to match what we say, what we believe. Our actions have to match that belief there. And use the illustration about the uh, the lighthouse, the guys that got up on top of the lighthouse there, how they truly believed. Um, how does that how does that look in a day to day walk with Christ? You said a whole lot there that got my mind to spinning and thinking about so much. Um, I think the thing we need to understand is that it's not just about praying a prayer mm-hmm. and you're good to go. There's this, I think, very destructive belief in some people's minds in the Christian world that you just mouth the words to a sinner's prayer mm-hmm. and you're in heaven and that's it and you can live however you want. And, and this is an extreme version sure. of it. You know what I yep. mean? Uh, you have an extreme version of eternal security that, that I, I think is so extreme. And I've talked to people with right. it that it's almost like you pray the prayer and you can go out and live like the devil the rest of your life and show no fruit of being a Christian and you're going to heaven. Mm-hmm. Some sort of extreme warped eternal security. I'm not sure the person ever had a relationship with Christ. Right. Uh, but... On the other side, you can have this extreme insecurity that every time you have a bad thought, you think you're lost and you got to yeah. repent to get saved again. You know, I think we were kind of dealing with that whole deal yesterday of this extreme to one side or the other. I'm so secure in my salvation that I, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ and He's not going to turn His back on me and I'm following Him with all my heart. So I don't think at any moment, even in weak moments, even in moments when I'm angry, like I said yesterday, feeling like punch one punch somebody, I didn't lose my salvation. I'm, right. I'm, I'm in Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, but you can go to an extreme on that of, of pray the prayer and, and there's some people believe this, no fruit at all and you're good. Following Christ is following Christ. There's no, quote, sinner's prayer in the Bible. It right. does say confess yeah. Him as your Savior, receive Him as Savior, um, make Him your Lord. There is a crisis moment when you do that, and we pray that prayer with people yeah, all absolutely. the time, every Sunday, you know. It's the first yes that leads to many other yeses. And uh, the thing I was trying to say over and over again yesterday, and don't know if I got it across then, don't know if I'm getting it across now, <laughs> But belief will be followed by action. Right. True belief will be followed by works. The works don't get you into heaven, but the works are evidence that you truly believe. That's good. So, there you go. That's good. I hope I don't know that I answered your no, question. I, no, I think I, I think I think you're I talked a long time. So. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I think I think all of us. I think even the most devout follower of Christ comes to a place where they. They wrestle, you know. They wrestle through that entire conversation right there. This, the, you know, you know, 
whether or not I'm securing my salvation and what that actually means and what that actually looks like. I think, I think you know, you struggle through that and you wrestle with that to be able to find that place of, uh, of coming to the answers that you're, that you're sitting there with is that I can't just live any way that I want to, nor should I want to. Um, you know, I think about relationships that I have. If I'm, saying, if I'm saying yes to my wife and I just say yes to her on the wedding day, but the rest of my life doesn't back up my yes to her on the wedding day, then do I, I mean, am I really showing any kind of love and affection towards her? Um, you know, it's, no, yeah, no, the answer's no to that. Right. But, um, but, you know, we can't, we can't take that same, you know, that we can take that similar approach there with Christ, that I can't just say yes to him one day and then never say yes to what he has for my life the remainder of the time that I live. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't compute. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Jesus mentioned about counting the cost. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we don't actually think about, some people don't actually think about what they're committing themselves to. Right. When you say yes to Christ, you're not just saying, okay, magic prayer and I'm saved and it's over. Right. You're saying, I'll follow you. Yeah. That's a true yes to Christ. The argument can really be made that those people who pray a prayer and never have any Christian fruit never really had an experience with sure. Jesus to start with. Sure. That argument can be made, and that's likely true. Mouthing words is not a magic formula. Coming to Christ with your heart and your soul and confessing Him as Savior and receiving Him and following Him, that's powerful. The genuine encounter that we experience with Christ creates change. Yeah. There's, 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 a, there's a difference that happens from that moment that you fully encounter Christ or not fully, but to that moment right there where you experience a real encounter with Christ, there's a change that takes place from that day forward. Right. Absolutely. So the challenge for us is just to follow Him every day. Yeah. I said this again. I know so many people are trying to figure out what's going to happen. I don't spend a lot of time on that. Right. Um, I've read Revelation. I've taught through Daniel and Revelation twice or three times maybe and uh, love the book. I think it's highly misunderstood by some. Um, I don't think the purpose of Revelation is to help us figure out every date and every sequence sure. and exactly how it's all going to fall out. I think the purpose of Revelation is to reveal Jesus Christ. Imagine that. That's the name of the book. To reveal Jesus Christ in His glory and to reveal God's plan to, to, to fix everything that was broken by the fall of sin. In Genesis 3, God puts it all back together beautifully right. in Revelation. But um, all that to say, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know um, what date this or that is going to happen. I don't know. I have a sense that God's up to some big things and going to do some big things. I have things I'm praying for and believing for. Uh, but I don't know every twist and turn that's coming tomorrow. My job is simply this, to follow Jesus today, to follow Him today and to do what He calls me to do. It's as simple as that. That's good. That's yeah. real good. Keep it simple and follow yep. Jesus today. That's it. All right. Well, I hope this helps you guys. I know we've opened up some questions probably. If you have questions, uh, please uh, let us know. We'll be glad to answer those. But we appreciate you being with us, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.